This week, we enter the magical realm of knights, demons, giants, and fairies. And I check in with HR for a true harassment complaint against Meliodas. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett, and we watch the anime. <laughs> Garrett, welcome back. And uh, this week, we are in entering a gothic world of swords, magic, and knights. While many may see this show as a run-of-the-mill fantasy, it's actually a great tale of friendship, teamwork, and redemption. This is a show that was so hyped that it was one of the first ever Netflix original series for anime, and for good reason. This week, we take on our personal demons and strap on our armor as we tackle the fantasy action comedy known as Nanatsu no Taizai, or in English, The Seven Deadly Sins. But before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans going to be expecting from this show? This is the Honey Nut Cheerios of anime. And let me tell you why. Go on, my friend. Every, everyone will tell you that Honey Nut Cheerios might be a little boring or it might be a little run-of-the-mill, as you uh, just previously right. stated. However, everyone has it in their cabinet because it is reliable, it is tasty, and you can always turn to it when you want to smile. Right. I, I, I think, like, it doesn't do anything specially well. Right. It has a lot of little unique touches to it. It's like, you know, one of those pillows that have like the the spinning like decoupage on the top that like that like makes different colors and different patterns. Like it's slightly different. It has slightly different animation. It has slightly different stories and characters. So you're not bored, but it does kind of hit a lot of the same tropes. But nonetheless, it's a really really well received show, right. and there's a reason why Netflix put its claim to it. So. Um, just to catch us up, the show that we're talking about today is called Seven Deadly Sins, or Nanatsu no Taizai. Um, it's a manga that came out in 2012, and it ran all the way to 2020. This thing is fully complete, and I read the whole thing. I also read most of it until the anime came out, so I was really interested in, in seeing where the anime was going to go with this, especially with Netflix taking it over. Um, and it's the version of the anime came out in 2016 and ran, it ran until 2021. What's also interesting about the way that Netflix did this, it like purchased arcs. So mm -hmm. when you were looking for it, did you have trouble like go like, which one do I buy? Which one do I watch? Well, the it's first like, one that kept coming up was the movie. Yes. And you're like, wait, what? what do I do? And I'm like, no, no, don't want to watch the movie. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I mean, I took a wild stab at it and, yeah. and I'm pretty sure I watched the right one, but we'll find out. Yeah. It's like every arc. It's like they bought a season. It's, it's wild. It's like when we went to Best Buy in mm -hmm. the snow next to the, you know, the White Castle. And we were able to go and buy, you know, How I Met Your Mother, season whatever. And we mm -hmm. just watched the whole thing and then waited for it. That's what Netflix basically did with the show as opposed to buying them in huge batches. Um, okay. Actually, if you were to look at their score, um, in October 2017, Netflix revealed that Net Seven Deadly Sins was the fourth most binged watch show within its first 24 hours release on their platform. Ah, so Netflix has actually had ownership of the show for most of the anime run. Correct. In fact, I thought this I, was something they recently purchased and like they produced the last season. Well, if you remember when we watched um when we watched the show uh you know, High Rise Invasion and they had Netflix stuff on it, yeah. Netflix has been purchasing anime and actually like paying top tier companies to do it. Mm -hmm. Like none of the stuff that Netflix buys is ever any actually crap. It's actually really well made. 
So I think this one had definitely the budget to make it work. So um, just to start, um, the show, once again, we talk about as an interesting mix of fantasy and comedy. It really wants badly to be like fairy tale in one piece, but it kind of right. ultimately holds up on its own, I would say. Yes. I would say if you, when you were watching, I bet you were like, this is a little one piece in itself. So, you know. Zelda meets one piece. Yes, <laughs> it does. The Legend of Zelda meets one piece. That's very, very good. Yeah, it's like Ocarina of Time and all that stuff. So... <laughs> Let's play the expectations game first before sure. we get to what the show's about. When I told you the show you were going to watch is called Seven Deadly Sins, what was your expectations going into I don't know. It? In my head, I thought it was a pirate show. <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, the seven seas. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like... Uh, I, 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 when I heard the title, I thought of two things. I thought it was going to be, just like you said, it was going to be, like... The, the number seven doesn't strike knights and, like, knights of the round table mm-hmm. to me, like... Mm-hmm. Or the other idea I was thinking was like, think of the show, the movie Seven. Right, right. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Where like, there's going to be anime characters being engorged by food until they die. Or a guy that uses like, uh, puts a knife on his member and, and screws someone to death. I, I mean, Kyle, I'm, I'm, I'm only through five and a half episodes. It, it, it might get that far. <laughs> It might get Kevin Spacey, they had to restructure the, with all of his Me Too-ish stuff, they had to restructure. He was filming both House of Cards and uh, Seven Deadly Deadly Sins. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, so when I heard that it was Knights and and Magic, I was like, oh, okay. It seems pretty run-of-the-mill, very fairy tale in its its, uh, its setting. But let's discuss the theme of the show. It does give you a lot of exposition in the beginning, so you're hopefully like, we'll know more than you need to before the story starts. So... I just to kick it off, I understand that um, there are thousands of anime that we have not watched, and there right. are thousands of anime that we will never watch mm-hmm. for the purpose of this show for right. various reasons. Right. But I always find it incredibly interesting when we come across one, particularly a big one, and it's just so hugely based on Anglo themes. Mm hmm. And it comes from Japan. Yeah. So like the yeah. fact that it's like middle medieval times and yeah. everyone's basically like Anglo white blonde, blonde. And, and you're like blonde or silver haired. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that, that always like catches me off guard. Cause and the not, names that come out of it too, you know, what was that? And what was the one that was in Germany? Oh, uh, monster. Yeah. Yeah. Monster with, uh, Air Becker and Air Denma, and they had to use right, it. and they're like, it's in Germany, and they put one Japanese guy in there, and he looked like a caricature of a Japanese guy. Yeah, there's honestly no Japaneseness in this show. It's actually pretty interesting when you think about it. Right. Um, but hey, let's let's walk the world. We we learned about that this world is known as Leonis uh, is the name of the kingdom, and that didn't know that. Got it. Stuff is happening. What what happened? What's the history? So we, in the background kick of the, we kick off the show, and it says. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And this little blonde boy wakes up in a town, very Game of Game of Thronesy. Imagine that yeah. Cersei has just like launched like catapults onto King's Landing and and like it's just crumbling around him. It actually it actually was kind of like the first scene of Game of Thrones when they met the White Walkers in the beginning. Yeah. And like and like and the guy was like, Oh my god, what happened? So it was actually like you're not, you're not wrong. It actually was pretty Game of Thrones in the beginning, yeah. but so yeah. so he uh, so he walks into like kind of the town square and he's found by this big old knight mm-hmm. um, who looks pretty badass. Yeah, and uh, he's like, oh, 
what happened here today. And I guess there was this group, there's these two groups, all right? There's the Holy Knights. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Knights are essentially, I guess, sort of the Knights of the Round Table. They are these almost, they're not almost, they are supernaturally powered knights mm-hmm. that, air quotes, protect the realm. Correct. And uh, we're told that uh, the Seven Deadly Sins, which mm-hmm. is a group of... Um, like they were a, like a special unit of the Holy Knights. They're like the top tier. Oh, were they? Oh, I yeah, didn't pick yeah. that up. Okay. They were under the kingdom, yeah. Uh, they got into a fight and these seven uh, just totally annihilated mm-hmm. like the Holy Knight army. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing when you watch the intro, and I kind of like the intro, you yeah. know, the the whole inner world. Um and they, they explain that this is the this is this happens in the time before humans and monsters split, right? And that they lived in like the same world, and um, well before when they come back together under the monster accord to have sex with each other, like Monster Musume. <laughs> it's like if you right. look at the the full ellipse, that's that's how it's how Seven Deadly Sins works. Right, right. So, um, <laughs> so that was ten years ago, and we yeah. flash forward ten years. Yeah, and we're in this pub in the countryside or tavern right. in the countryside, and everyone's whispering about this rusty knight, this like yeah. this like myth- mythological like mm-hmm. bad mofo's mm-hmm. making its way across the land, and this this rusty knight actually rolls into the tavern, and at first I was a little confused because the bartender at the tavern is that blonde kid. Yeah, it's a ten child, years essentially. Previous, yeah, who clearly has not aged. Yeah, uh, and they had this running theme where he's like, "That's my tavern. Love the drink. Food is terrible." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so like he, with glee, he feeds people food, and the the onomatopoeia they always use is black. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "It's terrible, right?" <laughs> it's like Shokugeki no Shoma. They're like, they're like, "Ooh, I'm gonna feed you peanut butter and tentacles," minus the the hentai imagery that follows and stuff like right. that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one thing I was, I, when I watched it, I was, like, a little confused about it. I was really confused about the fact that the tavern is run by basically a small child. I was like, what is this blonde boy doing serving alcohol to adults? But right. it's one of those and, things that, like, it gives, it's totally acceptable, I guess. And so the Rusty Knight comes in, and I, I believe, I forget how everyone abandons the tavern. Well, because, because the rumor was that the Rusty Knight was one of the Seven Deadly Sins, and the Seven Deadly mm-hmm. Sins are this, like, bad bad they've been on the wanted board for right they've been on the wanted board for years and apparently the story is that they rebelled against the kingdom and that's why they're they're wanted basically right and so the rusty knight ends up collapsing in front of Mm -hmm. blonde boy yes and uh he takes the armor off and it's a super hot chick (laughs) yeah who apparently like decided you know had time to put on armor but like thought like what do i put under this (laughs) you think to yourself like I'm gonna, it's like when you go out to go skiing, right? You're like, oh, I need my thermals. I need yeah. my, I need my shirt, my jet, my 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 pants have to be snow. And uh, no, she like brought in like, like a jazzer size outfit. Like you would think. I, I gotta be honest with you. I would imagine that a suit of armor would have some like primo chafing going on. <laughs> so like you'd need some some padding and layers underneath. Right, it's like, I, I guess like the idea of Lycra would work in this situation if you're worried about chafing, but it was just so like, it was just so random. Like, why are you wearing this weird, sexy jazzercise outfit under this rusty knight of armor? I did, was, was right. very, very confused. There's a lot of this show that like I was initially confused about when I first watched it. But yeah, the, the girl that shows up out of this knight, uh, this armor is super hot. 
She's right. got white hair. And uh, yeah, so talking so, so, so then our blonde 12-year-old who owns yes. the bar yes. uh, decides to like nurse her back to health, but he has to inspect her and he gives her like- By bold, nursing himself, essentially. Right, by giving her the old 21 boob squeeze. Because he had to confirm she was a woman by right. basically me tooing himself all over her. Yeah, <laughs> and she wakes up and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, checking your heart. And she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> that is the weird, so Garrett, you and I, we are, I think I'm getting you, like, I feel like I have a PhD in Etchy at this point, and, mm-hmm. like, you're you're going through your thesis at this point because we've watched so much Etchy. This one shocked me for several reasons. The, the fact you that didn't a, expect it to be there. Right, you don't expect it to be there to be also done by something that looks like a child, basically, mm-hmm. and is doing it blatantly to a grown woman who's, like, nonplussed about it. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, you were squeezing my boob, but, like, oh, I believe that you were checking my heart. No big deal. And, like, and it's not like it's the first time this happens either. This is like a, a through line throughout the entire show. So <laughs> there is one particular scene that I found highly amusing. Uh, yeah. and my wife did not. <laughs> oh yeah. There's this, was this another one you had your wife watch? Did she watch any? We watched uh, one and a half episodes and that was enough. <laughs> but, but uh, which is so funny because she, when she wants to spend time with me, she'll say, oh, what are you watching this week? Do you want to put it on? But then she's like entirely disinterested. And like, when we were dating, you told me that like you watched some of this stuff. So like yeah. by now, by whatever episode we're on, we, we have to have hit something that interested you. Well, she did like Food Wars. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a dark secret. Yeah, on the, well, on Food on Wars is like, that's so like baffling to the senses that yeah. you're like... <laughs> You, you watched Despite Yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so, um, so we find out uh, that she is actually, um, we find out through a later scene, she's actually the princess of the land. She's and the so, third daughter of the king, essentially. Right. And so in a very Rohan, uh, Lord of the Rings kind of way, mm-hmm. um, the knights, the holy knights, have basically overthrown the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, the king is sort of captured, but mm-hmm. still in power. Yeah, not it's, really like a, it's basically power. a shadow government happening right now. Right, and the rest of the royal family is gone. Yeah. Either killed, jailed, or run away. Or, or groped to death. <laughs> or what to death? Or groped to death. <laughs> Female checked to death, so to speak. Right, yeah. right. Um, so, so yeah, so as you said, there's like a, basically a shadow government that the Holy Knights have taken on, and uh, they and but she's trying to see. She knows the only people that can really stop the encroaching shadow government take back the kingdom is the Seven Deadly Sins, who at one point rebelled against the kingdom, and she's on. The but ever since that day ten years ago, yes, like they've they've not been banded together. Right, and they've yeah, they've not been seen together. They're just basically many of them are right missing. Now. One one of them is captured, but many of them are missing, dead, yeah. presumed dead, presumed dead. Yep. And so yeah, and so we meet. Uh, so we meet. You know the the underlings. They like try to they 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 chase her and 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 uh, Meliodas out. But then we kind of meet one of our first holy knights, who I think is an hysterical knight in this person. He's like he's right. like the um, one who's like so, so basically who he is the like. It's 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 a very fitting character for like the Black Lives Matter aspect of the society today. He's like basically 
she, he, you know, the two of them talking with like one of the bad guy with one of the guys they're going after him. Like, I'm going to get you at like the edge of this cliff. And all of a sudden the cliff just falls and he goes, well, I guess I'll just report it as three dead. All right. <laughs> just like, walks away from it. <laughs> and they're like, uh, you know, that was one of ours. Right. And he goes, should I make it seven dead? And it was like that kind of thing. He was like right. confirmed. He always, he had, yeah. So. Well, you know, he wasn't even the Holy Knight, you know? No, that's right. He was like like an underling. Yeah, he's like he, they, he was like the highest like regular guard. But can yeah. we just say that in addition? So right now we're talking about shadow governments and deaths. Yeah, they have to do something to lighten mood. Yeah, make it for certain kids. So can we talk about how the blonde boy who runs the tavern has a sidekick talking pig? He has a sidekick talking pig named Hawk. So he's Hawk. a pig. Named Hawk. Yes. <laughs> which he, who he constantly harasses and calls Porky. Yes. And like threatens to eat him all the time. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, offers to cook him for people yes. uh, in exchange for things. Yes. And what's even bigger than this is the actual tavern is yes. mobile because it rides on the back of a giant pig. Which is the mom of Hawk. Yes. But the mom pig doesn't talk. It's, it's weird. It's like, it's one of those things that like... <laughs> Don't dig too, like this is one of those anime. It's like don't dig too much. Like we'll explain it maybe by arc eight or nine. It'll it'll make sense then. But for now, talking pig, non-talking giant pig with a tavern on top. There's a little boy running the tavern. Right. He, he has a sword that's that's kind of broken, and that's his deal. Like it's it's a pretty like yeah like don't don't dig too much into it. And so, in the process of rescuing uh, the, the young boy, Mel, uh, you know the young boy is rescuing uh, Elizabeth. He, you know, the the knight is trying to kill them, confirm the kill, basically, and right because it's sort of like uh, it reminds me of like whoever the Russian princess was that got away, Anastasia, yeah, Anastasia. She's like Anastasia. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, they don't find Elizabeth dead in the closet. But anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that Disney, Disney movie was not historically accurate. That Disney movie was not historically accurate. There was no singing happening after that event. <laughs> <laughs> so. So anyway, um, right. So this this uh, this regular old knight, yeah, basically a, a power hungry mm-hmm. uh, arm of the law, which you said, and he he's very strong, and he ba- no one can really stand up to him because yeah. I mean he'll beat any mere mortal. That's how right. how strong he is. Right. Uh, but it's revealed through the blonde boy protecting Elizabeth. Yeah. That he's more than just a blonde boy. He's yes. actually Melodius, who is the captain of the Seven Deadly Sins. He is the leader of the Seven Deadly Sins. Woo! And in fact, this is something that gets really interesting. I think we and I can like tease about a little bit is that the names are a little weird because the Seven Deadly Sins nomenclature has a certain pattern to it, mm-hmm. and there it's usually the animal. So, so the way the format goes, it's the animal sin of the Seven Deadly Sin. The name. So he is. The Dragon Sin of Wrath, Meliodas. That's what his name is. And I'm like, that's too much. You could have, <laughs> you could have been like, Meliodas of Wrath. You can call him the Dragon Sin. But, but like, calling him the Dragon Sin of Wrath, Meliodas, is like what a kid would do when he's like doodling his board about how like badass he is. It's like, not only am I, I'm a sin, but I'm the sin of wrath because I'm getting mad, and, but I'm also a dragon. Like, it's that kind of stuff. I was like, that's a little too much. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. <laughs> And he also, for a small child, has a tattoo of like an Ouroboros on his arm just to show that he, he is the 
the the kid the dragon sin of some sort. He's got like the Confederate stars. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if you take, think about it, they are kind of the Confederacy of this of this land. They're right. like if you're once again, we're gonna go back to our, our old well fireflies. He's right. like the the brown jackets, the the old uh, the old mm-hmm. against the, the Confederacy. But that's that's another one of you our. You know what? I think it's been like twenty episodes since we've referenced Firefly. I know, I know, and I I'm, I felt lost without it. So. I felt- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so he she's like she was like oh so i i actually did meet one i thought i failed my mission but i happened to stumble into it by bumping into this small child who runs a bar right and <laughs> whom whom uh is constantly harassing her right yeah it's constantly squ- squeezing groping or whatever and in fact like all the hr violations that happen because he hires her as a waitress and makes her wear like the skimpiest clothes ever in the history of right. clothes and like continues to be really gropy with her so and, and so what when they go to the forest of whispering pines or whatever yes. um <laughs> was that before or after vanya village vanya village was the second arc and it was like a really quick one and kind of like unimportant and if you ask right, me but what was the forest one was that before that, that was or? the sleeping forest that was uh i'm trying to remember what the name of that one was uh so you and I have talked, you, you talked earlier. I don't see it in your notes here, so I don't think I'm going yeah. out of order with this. Right. So we, we keep talking about how this little boy, who's apparently not a little boy, but an yeah. ageless captain of the seven deadly sins, right. is continually like harassing Elizabeth. And so mm-hmm. at one point, she's, they decide to go into this forest mm-hmm. to basically be, oh, I remember what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. They're in the forest and they're trying to find they're trying to avoid detection. Right. And they she she has this weird moment where she's like holding her skirt and going, "Wait, I thought I had. I definitely left. <laughs> Wait, what? Huh? Where'd it go?" And sort of like the implication is that like she's missing her underwear. Yes. Somehow. So they run into these magic imps yeah. in the forest who can multiply and basically yeah. stop you from being able to tell who is who. Right. Right. And so at one point, the imps start imitating Elizabeth and Melodius is unable to tell mm-hmm. who they are. So he yeah. starts giving them commands. Like a Simon says, like Simon says, look, go grab your face and go, ooh. Right. And then and he's like, went, Simon's. Yeah, and they all do it, and then he goes, Simon says, say my name, but really, really, like, meekly and humbly, like, oh, maybe you understand. Like, everybody's doing that. And then, and then he's like, and then everybody jump. And everybody's like, yeah! And then he, like, kicks the crap out of everybody who jumps because the other one. Right, women. because the real Elizabeth is on her knees because she's missing her panties. And at the end of it, he effing reveals that he stole her panties just so he can play this trick. And as I said, you and I are kind of like, like now kind of like I'm a doctorate in etchy. This bothers me as someone who, who, who's been now studying this form for years because etchy doesn't form this fault. This usually the guy who's doing the etchy is usually doing it by mistake. He's usually punished for it and then feels bad afterwards and then kind of starts the cycle all over again. Mm-hmm. The woman who's, who's getting the etchy stuff done to her is usually very mad doesn't intend for her to be harassed and usually violently beats up the person who does the etchy stuff. Right. But in this, Meliodas is not afraid, ashamed of it, does it anyway, will continue to do it. Mm-hmm. And the person who's getting the victim, I will say victim, 
of Meliodas's advances is just like okay with it. It's such a weird dynamic that they keep with this show. But yeah, and that's highly what, entertaining. No, um, so it's and that's the thing. It's like one of those things that like anime and ecchi like while if it looked into modern lenses, you're like, I can I don't know if I can enjoy this, but like if you just like just treat it for what it is as a cartoon, it like it becomes a little bit more easier palatable, I guess. Um, but then they meet. You, a, you always get a lot rid of. Like I always like think about think about Family Guy. Think about the right. they get away with how harsh they are against certain people. And mm-hmm. I honestly believe you'd never get an actor, or you'd never have a show where the actors in live action said that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's because it's animation. Mm-hmm. There's a don't take it too serious sort yeah. of like implied vibe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so back to, because I kind of went out of order because the right. the Forest of Missing Panties was after the second arc, which was yeah. the, the Vanya Village arc, where yeah. we meet um, truly a holy knight, mm-hmm. right? Yes, his name is uh, Gil Thunder, which, which whose power is is uh, fire. Just kidding. He's the thunder because that's his name. <laughs> that's how, like, How appropriately you named of a guy. That's like, that's like the, imagine like the 1980s. It's a bunch of like tween yeah. boys in like a basement playing D and D. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, Gil, what's your name?" <laughs> I roll the dice as Gil Thunder. You make it like it's like a two, like it's a first and last name. I'm Gil Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> well, now he's a WWE wrestler. Yeah, now, you know, now he wrestles under the name Gil Thunder. <laughs> that was both his AOL screen name as well as. As his, his WWE wrestling the, the spin-off TV show is Thunder in Paradise. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, as an aside, was an amazing show, folks. I love Thunder in Paradise. You watch Thunder in Paradise with Hulk Hogan in the, like, invisible boat that he rides around in. Right, and it was filmed at, in like, Universal the, the hotel at Disney, and it was supposed to be some tropical island. Uh, 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 it was so it, cheesy. I love it. Such that. a great show. So, well, that aside. Movie. There was a movie. Yes. Uh, I think Thunder... The show came after the movie, yeah. And then the show, because I think his partner changed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They so, had, like, a real actor for the He movie. had a real actor, and then he had to, like, do someone who only was, like, under the USA's, like, Rolodex of, like, random folk. Right. You know, so, back, so, yeah, so back to where we were. Back to Gil at this, Thunder. This, this village called Vanya, and this Vanya village is basically, like, the, like the, the, the people it's that Milwaukee. are... It's Milwaukee. It's basically Jack Daniels, yeah, like Jack Daniels country. Like their only thing is that they make booze. And but you need kind of two things for booze. You need the stuff that ferments and you need water. And so you don't uh Oh so. yeah, so and so they they come upon this village, uh the mm-hmm. walking pig tavern that is. Yes. And yes. Melodious and Elizabeth. And someone has sword in the stoned the 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 the, the watershed essentially the water table. Like, yeah. They've stuck us somehow. They've electrified a six, a five foot long sword, um, rammed it into the ground, and it's completely turned off all the water in the town. Because as we all know, if you need a container for water, you use lightning. Is that's just that's the way you know right. physics works. So that's the way solids, liquids, and gases work. Yeah, <laughs> call a plumber. He just takes like a lightning, like a cattle prod, and goes, "I'll fix this in a jiffy." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, no, that, that, but but essentially, yeah, the way the magic works here is that, yeah, that that's that's right. what happens. One thing I didn't like about this arc is they had they they had to have annoying little town kid. I 
that is like that this every every like one of these shonen jumps have to have a like a Usopp story where there's kids and like we have to placate the kids' dreams. We have to not make them feel bad about being dumb kids and you have yeah. to care about the dumb kids. Like I hate those arcs and this is one of those things. I'm that's why I'm glad it was only like half of an episode essentially. Right, right, right. And really his I love because it's Mead, right? His name was Mead too, which is another one of those names that are like, man, you're really it's like naming your kid like, you know, you know, glitter or crystal. You're just like asking her to be a stripper. It's like you get like <laughs> well, is that kind of like naming your kid cores? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, after your daddy's cores. favorite drink. Yeah, and so he's uh, and luckily the, the episode was really short because it, it and they didn't beat around the bush. Meat is like an orphan, and he's like, they don't know me because they don't love me, and my parents are dead in this town. And like, I know it sounds like I'm being insensitive, but it's a really annoying character. And so then, and then luckily Meliodas is like, oh, I'll fix that for you. Boop, and he just pulls the sword out, and then that's the end of it. And then when they're like. Oh no, the guy pulled the sword out. The guy's like, where's this village again? Gilfunder <laughs> takes this giant spear. It's like, and I need you to be precise. <laughs> exact. And I was wondering, like, wow, this guy's like kind of a jerk. And then he chucks the spear at the exact distance and orientation that the guy told him. Imagine if he was off like just like a centimeter. <laughs> like right. some random town, like right next door is like, what the hell do we do? Like right. Shelbyville got hit when they're trying to take <laughs> And so, like, in the town, Meliodas hears, like, a whisper a mile away, and he just sticks out his hand, yep. and he catches the spear, but it doesn't just stop. He it goes drags him things. through, like, eight buildings for a total of 16 walls. Like, <laughs> and then chucks it back and hits it right on the wall. And then it's like, and he, and then Gil Thunder does his version of, like, clever girl, because he's, like, the spear's, like, right next to his head. Such a great, yeah, so... So <laughs> luckily we could breeze through that because it was a really boring arc. But then we get to uh, an arc in which we try to meet uh, the next Sin, who is named Diane. So when we right. go to the the panty the panty stealing forest of of Grope Town uh, <laughs> and to, to find Diane, talk tell me about her. What's her deal? Like they end up finding her. So she's basically a giant. <laughs> basically, yeah, she is, she is a giant. She, she is, is a giant. giant. Uh, but still he, kind of, but still girly, like, well, very girly. Imagine if your first, yeah, imagine if your first suit. junior high girlfriend was also, yep. like, 20 feet tall. She also, like, she also, <laughs> it, it reminds, she, she wears these wraps yeah, on her yeah. fist. Very kumite. So this is a double reference. So the real <laughs> reference to that should be Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Kumite, kumite. Where they where they put the the glass yeah. on the knuckles, but what it really makes me think of is the beginning of Hot Shots Part Two. Yes, where where they they mock that, and he's putting like gummy bears, gummy bears. and they're like gummy bears, gummy bears. And he pulls it up, <laughs> and he goes off the crowd. The crowd's like, yeah. <laughs> he basically goes through like a like a thirty one flavors like toppings bar, and like goes <laughs> and gets like sprinkles and dips it in like. Hot fudge. It was yeah. It was hot shots part due. I saw them theater too. Good while. Um, yeah. So she's a big giant and girly, right, but she is. She is the. Um, so we talked about um, Meliodas being the the sin of wrath. Yes. Uh, she is the sin of envy. Not just so, the sin of envy, Garrett. She is the uh, what was uh, the serpent sin of envy. Yeah. Well, the last thing, Meliodas is like, 
I get you tried to get whimsical, and she's like, I am the serpent, I am the serpent sin of envy. Hey, Diane! <laughs> Which is basically, like, a weird way of saying, like, this girl is really mad when any girl gets up Meliodas' Johnson. She gets right. mad about it, but, like, but no, she's, so she's so the she's, serpent sin of envy. She's loving Meliodas, and yeah. I'm sorry, um, uh, this is your explicit conversation warning. Yes. Um, I kept wondering how that would even work. Like right. in order to stimulate her, would Meliodas, because he's small, because he's like right. boy size, would right. he actually have to like climb inside her? Yeah, basically. That, that's what I would assume, you know? Or, yeah. <laughs> Speed bagging their clitoris. Well, well, we have to figure out who the, the lust sin is. Maybe the, the two of them can tag team together. Oh, yeah. We're not there's there's got to be one of those, right? Right. Um, so back to Diane. Yeah, it's Miss Busajima. Yeah, <laughs> Busajima's gonna help crossover me. episode. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah. So she's really mad that uh, that you know Meliodas is like he thinks he brought this girl with her, and he's like, "You're a, you're a pervert." She like literally just like you know hundred combo punches him into the ground, but because he's like <laughs> such a powerful leader, he's just like, "All right, I'm sorry," and like, but it's not the case. You're right. mistaken. So. Uh, yeah, so it's a pretty interesting uh, juxtaposition because you got the giant, you got the the kid who dan't who can't age, and then you got the girl who doesn't mind getting groped, and they're going on this adventure together yeah. essentially. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, but then, uh, they, but then Gil Thunder jo- Gil Thunder joins up, and and with uh, you know Sam Fire and <laughs> and Bob. <laughs> I don't just start making up names now. <laughs> and Bob Tsunami, I don't know. Bob. Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. Was that like the tag team partner of Earthquake and Tugboat? Was Bob Tsunami? (laughs) We tried him out in Poughkeepsie. It just didn't work. Yeah, we had we did dark matches at the Mid Hudson Civic Center with 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 Bob Tsunami. Uh, Um, But yeah, so 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 Diane once she cools off and realizes that you know uh, Meliodas is. Is well, well, Meliodas is like Elizabeth. Our relationship is, and it's not like that with Elizabeth. And but he also goes, but it's also not like that with you. <laughs> and she's like, Ugh. she's like little, you know, big giant tears. Like, Ugh. Right. they're like when she cries, people drown. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they find themselves in um, in another village because now it's gonna, it's kind of becoming this quest of. Of gathering the sins. more sins. Yes, exactly. Right? But they find themselves in this town mm-hmm. um, after uh, after Gil Thunder and Meliodas have a battle. Um, mm-hmm. Even though, and a little bit of in background Bast. color. The, name of the town is Bast. B A S T E. Just in case you need to know. Who was? No, the name of the town is Bast. Oh, Bast. Uh, Gil Thunder was actually once the guard that protected Elizabeth and her sister. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't know when he went all bat yeah. crap crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Meliodas is injured mm-hmm. during the fight. Um, and he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. This, it's a scratch, it's fine. Uh, and then Elizabeth goes into like his room and he's like passed out on the ground. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we got to find him help. So they go to the town of Bass to get him a doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the doctor. A pediatrician, like, a general practitioner. We don't really know because. Right. Who knows what right. this kid's age. He's the Swedish chef. And, <laughs> and 
And it's funny because he feeds him this medicine. He goes, this is a concoction of my own making. It's guaranteed that his pain will go away. Mm-hmm. That's foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, because uh, Bast was on the way to the Bast mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're going to get out uh, one more of their guys. And this prison apparently has like four or five holy knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hanging out there. Well, the Weird Fangs, which is such a great name for a gang of knights. <laughs> it is, but at the same time, you know, like, the animator was like, I'm gonna go crazy with their armor. Well, that's the thing. The great... Cr- that's, that's, that's another thing I like about this show, is that they're the holy knights, right? They're, the, they're supposed to be the protagonists, but the armor that everyone wears is always, like, the weirdest shape and size and faces. Like, one has a thorn mask the other one looks like they're like a crab with hentai tentacles coming out of their head the other one looks like you know uh you, you know has like this weird woman mask on his face i don't know it's 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 crazy what these guys look like but it's right. it's the kind of like just suppose that they're supposed to be the protectors but they're also kind of bad it's that kind of that kind of thing but yeah mm-hmm. the weird fangs the weird so, so but uh, before we meet the weird fangs so Gary, who did they save who was the last sin that they've saved in this process? uh they're trying to save bon who is like i don't know the fox king or something. he is the okay so now we have to go back to our list of kooky sin names he's the fox sin of greed named bon and he is kind of the 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 gay thirst trap for the show because because everyone who has abs has 18 packs. Yeah, he has he if yeah, if he could have he has like yeah, the Keystone Light Pack 30 pack that you would get from from school. That's how much how much abage this guy has. And when he takes someone's clothes, it was like the one woman in the in the, in the dungeon who's like 5 foot 3 and he wears it anyway, so it's like a crop top, but it's still <laughs> open and then he wears like pants that are way way too tight and he's just like you know, if there couldn't be more of a gay thirst trap than, than this guy, but you know, he's right. one of the right, sins. Right, right. But he's not the lust sin; he's the greed sin. Um, no. Sorry, right. the fox sin. So we've been we've been told at this point. So now we've got we've got Diane and Meliodas, right? Both really strong. Yeah. We're told that Bon is in prison, and we're meeting Bon. Right. We're told that one has been killed, so it's right. four, yeah. and that leaves three unknown unaccounted for and i think in this season you're only going to really meet four because after they get to the first four they kind of slow it down they're like okay we gave it too many sins are we gonna stop we're gonna stop because once we get to seven it's like what are you learning after this but we'll we'll also talk through the other sins as well but bonds the deal is that he's a normal human but he drank from the fountain of youth and now he's like completely immortal so like and how's you would think like normally as immortals go that means that like they don't get hurt they don't die they don't do all this stuff but like what it means for Bond is that he gets like viciously destroyed all the time, and he just comes mm-hmm. back and he's like, "What's up, y'all? My name's Bond." Like he, he like he's like non-phased by by just getting like absolutely butchered, but he's also really strong, right? Uh, so that's his jam for being the the fox sin of greed, and uh, yeah. So we meet all those four sins, and they're kind of starting to start the story again of uh, who these folks are. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little sneak peek about who the other sins are. Okay, okay. Um, because I think it's important for you to meet the seven deadly sins, and it does get stretched out over time, but it's kind of fun. Uh, so you got – so I told you about the dragon sin of wrath, which is Meliodas, who's the captain. Yeah. Then you got the serpent sin of envy, who's Diane, who's kind of like the the muscle of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got the fox sin of greed, because he's immortal and he's also a thief. He's like kind of the sneaky, you know, powerful, but really his jam is to steal things. 
Right. Um, and he has a power to kind of like swap things out and that's his jam. Um, and then you meet the fourth one, which is the grizzly sin of sloth, whose name is King, which I don't know, that doesn't work together. The Greek, the grizzly sin of sloth King, uh, who is a fairy, but he also can be kind of normal sized. Um, and then you finally, and his jam is that he's like a really powerful, um, like he uses really good at manipulating nature and the nature of this one object. And he's okay. like a strong magician. Um, and then you meet the goat sin of lust to Galther. And at this point, I'm starting to think they're running out of animals. <laughs> like we got the cool ones, we got the dragon, we well, got the serpent. That's, that's we like got this like Asian themed thing to do is to like uh, uh, associate animals. Well, are you thinking it like when you go to the Chinese buffet and you see like that they always have like the zodiac of which year you are? So like, oh, I'm the year of the rat and the rooster and stuff like that. I was thinking yeah. that too, but it's just, it, I feel like it's just like they pulled random names out of the hat that we could put together. And uh, uh, Galther is his name and he is a, uh, I'm not going to tell you what he is, but but his power is that he's like really good at manipulating memories and, and he's like a... The fact like, that the Lusin is not a female is just a tragic error. It is. And... You know, when we watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist and the character Lust was a, you know, big booby chick with, with, you know, extendo fingers, you're like, mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Very <laughs> makes sense, you know, that, 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 that checks out. But the hot chick is actually a wizard by the name of Merlin, who is the boar sin of gluttony, which, once again, I feel like you're just running out of animals and names at this point. Her um, name is like, Merlin, but her pronouns are she, he, her, hers. Yes, she, she's her, the, she, or another one I learned was the she series. So that's another way of cutting through all the extra stuff. I learned that when I was doing work. And then the last one, who's a really fun character, his name is the Lion Sin of Pride Escanor, who's kind of a, his powers are based on the sun, where the sun is. So he's super weak when it's like midnight, but at noon, he's like the most powerful creature in all existence. So it's, it's, it's his is actually a really cool uh, ability as well. So ultimately what you're learning is that it's like a, it's kind of like fairy tale. It's kind of like one piece. It's like you get the central characters and then they kind of roll snowball down a hill and you meet all the characters and everything like that. It's, it's very one piece. It's very fairy tale in that regard. So as a shonen goes, like, did you, do you like it as, as it's, as this style of, of shonen and stuff? No, like that? I, I enjoyed this look. Yeah, You told me you liked it. What was it? Cause I was like, it might not be special enough for Garrett. I was worried that it would be kind of too, generic or you well, like you said it is it's very it it's very one piece or dr stone or yeah. it's it's you're meant to just i mean i remember sitting there going ah okay that's mm-hmm. right so every arc has a quest but we need to help a certain amount of people along the way yes to get and to you got to remember at least three of them because they'll come in the show yeah. later yeah that and stuff. as creepy as meliotis is he's got that honor streak where you like monkey D Luffy right. where you're like, right. Oh, okay. Well, he's a buffoon, but he's still, he's good in the heart, you know? Yeah. But that's what they said about most people who, who grope. So <laughs> it's not okay. Meliodas. Um, I think for me, um, watching this, I think the art was unique. So it's not like, you know, I feel like the art was very different than other ones you did. It like felt like I was looking at something new when I did it. I feel like, as you said, with the, um, with the Holy Knights, the way they're all kind of different looking, they're not all, un- you know, so they're all got unique personalities and different powers. It's very much like One Piece, except instead of eating devil fruits, they're just like knights who have that power. Um, I also found that with this show that um, it doesn't, it's not like One Piece, which can like stretch an arc out over like a bajillion episodes. Mm-hmm. It gets to the point quicker. Yeah. And while it meant that the show only ran, you know, the, the and manga only ran for six or seven years. Well, that helps. Yeah. Unlike, unlike One Piece, I feel like you get more satisfaction out of it this way. Yeah. And 
I feel like as well is unfortunately we're going to see a lot more of these style shows, the gothic, uh, you know, fantasy style shows because of shows like the the kind of isekai shows, mm-hmm. um, like uh, like uh, Sword Art Online, right? Like they kind of open the door. They're like people like fantasy because it's like a video game. Kids like video games, so therefore all of our shows are gonna be like this. There's another show that we're gonna watch as well uh, called Black Clover, which is very similar to this realm of like magic and fantasy mm-hmm. and knights and castles and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I, I liked at Dr. Stone was a very unique property. This one kind of is a little bit more on the like safe. I want to say safe side, but it's, it's still pretty entertaining show. So the two questions before we get to like the, the central questions as a noob, I'm going to ask you like, what do you hope to learn from the show? What do you, what do you hope that you get out of it eventually? When you, when you, uh, I hope that all the characters remain interesting. Yeah. Um, I I suppose right now the the theme is the theme is is these seven deadly sins will actually help saving the king save right. the kingdom right from the holy knights but right now they're just kind of running through them like nobody's business yeah so and you're wondering like why they why do they have to disband and stuff like that when uh, they also still tease the fact that like not all the sins might be as good as Meliodas. Mm. Um, or they might not even like Meliodas. That's another thing. Like they could just be like over working under the guy, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, so that, that's, I thought that was an interesting juxtaposition too. Cause they're the, basically the villains of the story. Right. They're like, there's no reason. There's a, there's gotta be a reason why they're not together anymore. But they were framed though. Right. I think, I think you kind of get that by the time through the show is that they were basically framed for something that happened. Cause they kind of teased that in episode three. So I don't feel like we're giving away too much by saying yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. Um, so what other things are you hoping to get besides the fact that you want them to still stay interesting? And uh, I don't know. As do, do these shows ever allow relationships to actually happen? So Shonen, that's a good question. Like, so Shonen doesn't generally allow for relationships. Like, I don't foresee like One Piece having relationships, right? Like, as much as they have, they tease that characters. Like, Nami will never get married. Nami will probably never get married. Sanji will never like settle down because that's that's all the thing that boy needs is just. A good, a good, good, nice woman to kind of show him the right way. Uh, no, I, I, I just don't see. It's not the central idea of Shonen. Like Shonen's about the action. Shonen's about the adventure. Shonen's about the friendship. It's about the story. It's not about the romance. But I think this one allows adultness to happen. Mm-hmm. Another weird thing that happens because we talk about Meliodas being a kid who's like basically groping a grown woman. What's crazy about Bond? What you find out is that he he drank from the the, the fountain of youth, and. As I told you, uh, King is a is a um, is a fairy, and so fairies exist in this world. So, in order to get to that 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 fountain of youth, which is guarded by the fairies, he had to get by the the, the fairy princess and stuff like that, who's the mm-hmm. sister of King, and she looks even younger than Meliodas. And Bon, who's like the gay thirst trap, is like pining over this like small fairy child, and it's like a really weird thing. Like, I I don't know, I have I have trouble with that one, and that's a real romance that happens in the show, like. Of all the things to get conclusion, the guy that shows up at like Studio Fifty Four, <laughs> Lolita character at the end is kind of weird to me. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's a romance is generally not the thing, but ultimately good. Um, so I guess the big question is: it seems like you like this show. It's, it's yeah. Something. Would you keep watching, knowing that it's on Netflix, knowing that you can like you can stop, start and stop based on the arcs that they bought? Absolutely. When we get off the call tonight, when I'm sitting and winding down from my day, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch another episode. Yeah, it's not a thinking man show. It's not like Monster where you really have to like dive right. into the, the subtle right. nuance. It's really. I haven't felt like this about a show since uh, since Doctor Stone. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and, and this is this is top tier. This is one of those ones that people really seem to like. 
There's yep. a reason why Netflix picked it. So, and at least um, you got a conclusion. Yeah, I, I've read it all the way through, and I feel like I was satisfied. And I, and I feel like now I'm kind of mad at One Piece for going as long as it did because I feel <laughs> like I feel like uh, um, I feel like Bleach and and uh, Naruto went even a little bit longer, too long too. But this one did it right. It like like we ran out of stories, right? We ran out of stories yeah. to tell with this group. I think we're satisfied. I think we're good with this. So I think there's was, only so many stories to tell. Right, exactly. And there's only so many like baddies that counteract with what you can do. And and this show also suffers from power ramp as well. Because mm-hmm. you start with Meliodas as a very powerful guy. Um, next thing we're going to do is what we like to call our Weebin Noob score. Once again, the Weebin Noob score doesn't necessarily mean if the show's good or bad. It just means how how quickly should you watch? How should you prioritize it into your overall digest? And we score it based on a new fan, which Garrett will, will talk about. And for me, which is a longtime fan, like where do you prioritize this based on your overall digest as someone who takes in this, this genre? Um, Cause watch everything. When we, when we bring up a show, it's worth watching, even if it's good or bad. Right. So um, Garrett, um, I'll let you start with this one. What is your noob score for the show? Seven deadly sins. It may be called Seven Deadly Sins, but it's 8.5 points. Mm, I like eight it. I half. like it. Solid eight and a half. Um, it, I always use this word, so forgive me to our regular listeners out there because, like, damn it, Garrett says the same thing every time right. when he likes a show. Right. They, they execute really mm. well. And, Good art. Yeah. And the, if you can put a show on, mm-hmm. any show, mm-hmm. uh, or a YouTube video or whatever, Mm-hmm. And you sit there for 22 minutes, mm-hmm. and when it's over, you're like, "Oh, that was quick." Yeah. So, so it means it didn't drag. So the pacing's really. It's good. got the binge worthy. It does definitely has the binge worthiness for Netflix. Right. Like I think Netflix is the right place for it. Yeah. You you chuckled a mm-hmm. couple times, mm-hmm. and you you want to find out what happens next. These are like three very minor things, but not every show can. Mm-hmm. can hook you with them all yeah. and i think this show does pretty quickly and mm-hmm. i do think it keeps things interesting enough that i know that they're they are borrowing from so much fantasy lore that's mm-hmm. that's like already out there right. but it just doesn't it doesn't straight up feel like a copy it just feels like they're pulling with what makes what works for them and what makes them comfortable and they're using it well it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like oh wait if an author or a writer went to this giant warehouse and there was all these bins and once you picked your genre, you basically had to pick up the word, the words from the bins, the word box and the different themes. Mm -hmm. And you had to like jumble together an idea. So they're just borrowing it from the fantasy bin, Mm -hmm. but they're doing it really, really well. I agree. And for me, I think um, I'm going to use a little weeb talk, even though everyone who listens, listens to us, we haven't done all these shows yet. But for those who are weebs, they'll get what I'm talking about because they're pretty well-known properties. So there's three shows that kind of follow this logic. They're the same like fantasy magic group story, but and like the music's kind of the same because it's the same like fife music. It sounds like, you know, the, the people that were in the bottom of the Titanic that like did like is that kind of music. It's very like gothic. Everybody's it's kind of weirdly enough Eurocentric in its in its in its depiction. Um, and that would be Black Clover, this show, Seven Deadly Sins, and Fairy Tale. Um, Jared only has watched Fairy Tale via the most etchy episode of that show, like in season nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would say it takes the etchy humor of Fairy Tale and the gritty, uh, you know, realistic violence of of uh, Black uh, Black Clover. Yeah, without there's a lot of blood. 
yeah and and without the without the like annoyingness because i think black clover is kind of a little annoying but if you get it kind of sits well really well in there if i had to choose between the three fairy tales the one that i dig in for a long period of time like garrett said seven deadly sins the one that i want to like do a whole season and tip put it away for a little bit and then black clover i'll dabble in so it's it's a good in between of those things so i'm gonna also bogart bogart off of garrett's score and give it an 8.5 nice definitely worth seeing solid it's not like smacking the mouth amazing but it is also like something that you're not going to be bored at and it's going to have all the great things that you like when you watch these shows so i definitely highly recommend this show and what's crazy about the way we do this show is like we usually kind of give a lot of context for the show, but this one you kind of have to watch to get the whole story. They do spread it out over time. And like in the first five episodes, you're not going to get everything. So um, I think it's worth giving it a go. So uh, thank you for, for joining me on this, this adventure, Garrett. Um, You know, we are now going to be uh, going into the (laughs) sleepy forest of, of panty removal and, uh, (laughs) and get lost a little bit and ask for your thoughts. Is Seven Deadly Sins the next great uh, Shonen Darling? Is it a really fun romp, especially through the scope of Netflix's production budget? Did you like it for its action and adventure and fantasy, or do you think it was a little bit too done before? Um, Let us know in the comments below because we really want to keep the conversation going, especially for a show as big as this kind of, uh, as as Seven Deadly Sins is. Um, As far as our social media goes, you can see us on Instagram at Wamo Podcast. That's W-A-N-W-A Podcast. You can also find us at Twitter at Weep underscore Noob. Uh, you can also find us anywhere your podcast is found under, but we're generally hosted on anchor.fm slash Podcast. Just make sure when you will listen to us, you give us a five, 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 five star review because that helps people see the show and it really motivates us and gets us going and uh, it makes us know the people like what we're listening to. So before we end the chapter on this fantasy friendship show, Garrett, what are some final thoughts that you have on Seven Deadly Sins? Ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen, (laughs) remember that kid in junior high and high school and you thought he was so cool because he'd walk up behind the girls and he'd just snap and he'd undo their bra and it was embarrassing and you're like, man, that guy is cool. That's Meliodas. (laughs) And he really reminds you, that guy was not cool. (laughs) He was a predator in the making. (laughs) Don't praise him. That's right. He, he's, he's a sin, all right. He's nothing but a, a deadly sin. So <laughs> we are going to be uh, putting on our armor, uh, checking up uh, uh, checking up princesses' dresses, uh, scoring, uh, becoming immortals and all that stuff. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you next week. Take care, y'all. make sure <laughs> that sweet gentle face those buxom curves this perfume the firm springiness yep she's a girl you already knew that <laughs>